Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. So, what are you kids getting for Christmas? Juliet executes a graceful arc around a rubbish bin. Dion says he's getting us each an iPad, she says casually. Wow. Ollie tilts his pale little moon face up at me. Yeah, and we can choose our apps. Juliet skates away and I feel a wrench in my gut as she sails over the curb, attempts a grind and wobbles precariously in the path of an oncoming ute. Stay on the footpath, Jules. I don't want to have to scrape you off the road. She zooms back and performs a half-all-right ollie right in front of me. And what about your mother? He's going to buy her a diamond ring. Really? Yeah, he designed it himself. It's got his initials on it. You mean D for dickhead? Don't be silly, Dad. And he's buying her a salon in town. That's generous of him. Ollie pipes up. Yeah, and he wants us to call him Dad. My stomach lurches, and it's not just the crap pie I had for lunch. Does he really? I look down at Ollie's anxious little face, trying to keep my expression neutral and accommodating. How do you feel about that? I said I got a dad. Had a boy, Ollie. And what did he say to that? Jules has doubled back and is scooting slowly alongside us, but I can't tell whether her scowl is disapproval or concentration. He said you're a deadbeat and you won't get a job on purpose so you don't have to pay child support. The rage surges up in my gullet like vomit. Well, you tell Dickhead. But I stop when I see the way they're watching me. Out of the corner of my eye I can see the crest of the big black wave curving over the roof of Celtics down the end of the street. Hey, let me show you something. I shoo Juliet off my board and clamber on. I can feel it in my knees when I take my stance. But there's always been one thing that can beat the blues when everything else, booze and women and fatty foods, have failed to fill the hole. See? Look, if you slide your back foot right up to the tail and then slide your front foot right off onto the ground, you can pop the front up, just like you were doing an ollie, and then you catch the edge on your knee and hold it there like this. Then you straighten your knee and hop on with your front foot on the way down. I have their complete and undivided attention. Cool. What's that trick called, Dad? No comply. Let me try it. We swap places, and Ollie and I stand back while Jules copies my moves. Smart kid. She gets it on the fifth try. I've always known she was a natural. A chip off the old block. It's like magic the way her smile cuts through the dirty day, and behind her head I see the tsunami receding a bit like an angry cobra pulling its head in. Then I feel Ollie tugging on my arm. He's staring longingly into the windows of McDonald's, fringed with stupid, inappropriate stick-on icicles. I'm hungry, he whines. The tsunami rears its ugly head again. I put on my best grown-up voice. Let's get the shopping done first and see what we've got left over. 
It's 4.45 when we finally reach the strip mall on the edge of town. By then, our shopping choices are severely limited. There's only two places left open. The supermarket and the big red shed, glowing dimly on account of their guilt-trip muted lighting that is somehow supposed to compensate for the billions of PCPs they have poured into the ozone. Confronted by the reality of a clamorous riot of cheap consumer goods, I experience my own wave of panic. Despite the fact we are virtually the last shoppers of the day, the place is still full of stuff, spilling off the overcrowded shelves and stacked in towering heaps on tables receding all the way back into the distance. There's whole aisles dedicated to blue light specials, unidentifiable items mangled and mauled in a desperate feeding frenzy. I park the deck with the board security guard and rally the troops for a strategy meeting though I can hardly be heard over the tinkling racket of the old Christmas anthems, digitally rendered down to their essentials that continue to serenade the cavernous depths of the abandoned store. So, let's just think about this for a minute. Who do we have to buy presents for? Juliet puts on her responsible face. Just you. Dion took us to Auckland last weekend on a shopping trip. Ollie is bouncing up and down beside me. And we went to Rainbow's End. Let's go, Dad. He's pulling my arm off in his haste. The twinkling lights are reflecting in his eyes. Okay, so you've got $10 each. I hand them each a crumpled note. Juliet regards it dubiously. $10? What can you get with that? I have no idea. Surprise me. Ollie is madly trying to do the math in his head. I thought you said you've got $67. Yes, I have, but I still have to buy something for each of you not to mention some food and a tree. Juliet screws up her nose. We don't need a tree. We have to have a tree. It won't be Christmas without one. Rubbish, she says in her mother's sensible voice. It's a waste of money. We're only staying till lunchtime tomorrow. Good point, Jules. Forget the tree. Ollie is bouncing up and down in his oversized sneakers, his gaze flickering from me to her, looking very anxious. I check the cheap plastic clock on the wall. The burly security guard is watching us, his hands clasped behind his back. His expression confirms my own suspicions. What a loser. OK, kids, you've got 15 minutes. We fan out round the store where the exhausted workers are already turning off the lights and rolling down the grills to signal the end of the day. $47. Minus food, what does that mean? Sorry, Ollie, definitely not enough for McDonald's. Maybe a litre of milk and a box of cereal. That'll take care of breakfast. What's that? Ten dollars? One of those mix-up drink things that's another two plus dinner. A loaf of bread and a couple of cans of cheesy spaghetti. Another five. What about dessert? Lollies I'll have to do. That leaves me about twenty-five and that's not counting the DVDs. Maybe that's what I should get them. DVDs and we can watch them at home tonight. Sort of like an early Christmas. What did they say? Transformers and Twilight. Bingo. Here they are. On the new releases stand. 25 bucks each? No way. What about the bargain bin? What's this? Airport. 9.99. I love that movie. But I doubt they'd get it. What about Shrek? Nah, they've seen that a million times. Hey. I recognise that cover. Look at that, Romeo and Juliet. 
Maybe this is my chance to introduce them to some old school stuff. God, I remember when Abby and I went to that and she cried. I laughed at her, but I had a bit of a lump too. I'd forgotten Leonardo was skinny way back then. And Claire Danes was hot. I wonder what's happened to her. Romeo and Juliet. I reckon Juliet would like that. And maybe while we're watching it, I can tell her about her mum and me and why we called her after a bloody movie. How we thought we were star-crossed lovers because of her and her bloody parents and them moving to the other side of the tracks. But what about Ollie? What did I go for when I was his age? Toy Story? No, this is even better. The Lion King. Can you feel the love tonight? I carry the two slim cases over to the counter where the girl who's been waiting patiently slips the discs into their covers and snaps them shut. Is that all, sir? Disdainfully? Or am I just imagining it? Yes, thanks. All ready for Christmas? I am now. That'll be $18. $18. That leaves $7 for dinner. McDonald's? No way. It's going to be an order of chips from Rosie's on the way home. Use half the loaf of breakfast bread and make chip sandwiches. I think there's still some sauce in the cupboard. Man, I'm starving. Where are those kids? I make my way back to the entrance to the accompaniment of a shockingly cynical version of Silent Night and find Juliet already waiting, a red plastic bag drooping forlornly from one hand. She's got my board back from the garden and is perched on it, rocking gently from side to side in time to the music. Where's Ollie? She shrugs. In the flickering, muted light, her face looks prematurely pinched and worn. I don't know. Weren't you watching him? He didn't want me to. I scan the store, but I can't see anyone left but the slow-mo shop assistants making token gestures of cleaning up the mess. I turn on her. Oh my God, Juliet. Someone could have stolen him. She scowls at me. Don't be melodramatic, Dad. Who would want him? Ollie! I leave her standing there and rush over to electronics where the flat-screen TVs usually emit some kind of homing device to kids like him. But he's not there. Instead, they mock me in unison with their multiple fireballs surging down multiple corridors, multiple catastrophic explosions, multiple cars and various degrees of high-definition cartwheeling through the air. Ollie! Ollie! A large middle-aged woman in a straining red uniform approaches me. Are you all right, sir? No, I've lost my son. She regards me warily. I must look a fright. She puts on a reasonable voice. I'm sure he hasn't gone far. Someone could have taken him. I doubt it very much, sir. The security guard would have seen him leaving. What's his name? I'll put out a call over the PA. She moves away and I run about wildly, trying to see over the tops of the piled-up stands, trying to spot a striped T-shirt among thousands of striped T-shirts, a pair of white sneakers among hundreds of pairs of sneakers reflected back at me from a hundred mirrors. I can feel the ground trembling as the gigantic black wave rears up over the building, reaching out with its deadly tentacles. Ollie! I sink down on my hands and knees. The knees I buggered years ago from all those wipeouts on hard concrete, and I'm crawling under the tables, reaching up to claw through racks of slippery t-shirts and hoodies, everything made in China, 
Fake fur, blankets with tiger stripes, fluffy slippers the size of Persian cats, salad servers in the shape of pink daisies, reeking packets of soap and shaving cream. Would Ollie please come to the front of the store? Ollie to the front of the store? I clamber underneath sporting goods and through household, turn right at drastically reduced and weave in and out of a forest of multicoloured plastic trees, their tiny LED lights stabbing me like accusing eyes. I crunch tinsel and eggshell glass balls under my hands and feet, get all caught up in a vicious tangle of wires and finally poke my head up like a meerkat, albeit one festooned in fake silver icicles. Ollie! Ollie! I've lost him. I've lost him. What's Abby going to say? I know what she'll say. She's right. I'm a loser. Not fit to be a dad. I can't even look after them for one lousy day. She's got the lawyers on her side. They're already threatening me because of my so-called substandard accommodation. It's only a matter of time before Dickhead Dion will win them over with his fat wallet and his spoiler, and they'll forget about me completely. The familiar strains of once in Royal David City are drowning in a horrible cacophony of sound. Oh my God, it's me. Get a grip, man. Then the wave crashes over me and I am lifted up like a ragdoll, tumbling head over heels, screaming in terror as I am torn apart in its depths. Then something is shaking my arm and I open my eyes to see a wondrous sight. Right in front of me is an angel, a real golden angel with gossamer wings smiling beautifully at me through a veil of snow. Or is it tears? I can't tell. I hear Ollie's excited voice in my ear. Look! What I got you, Dad? And he pulls back his hand, and I adjust my focus and see he's clutching a snow globe. Not one of those expensive ones like Mum and Dad had in the china cabinet and we weren't allowed to play with, but a cheap little red plastic thing that, according to the sticker, only set him back the princely sum of $1.99. There's only the faintest hint of a landscape under the angel's feet, and when you look closely, her smile is more like a leer and the chunky little plastic chips of snow are catching in her hair, but she's still marvellous nevertheless. I sob uncontrollably. Oh, Ollie, it's all right, Dad. I feel a hand patting my shoulder, so light it feels like the fluttering wings of a frightened bird, and I look up and see Juliet's solemn little face staring down at me, distorted and worried beyond her years. Right next to her is Ollie's pale round moon face, radiating with hope and forgiveness. And I can't help myself. I drag them down with me right there in the middle of the store and I hug them as tightly as I can. Even as the monstrous black wave smashes down the doors and surges through the store, lifting up everything in its path, stirring the consumables and the wearables and the blue light specials into one toxic brew. All I can do is hang on to my kids and go with the flow while the black waves swirl around us and a heavenly choir sings Child of Wonder in squeaky little chipmunk voices. It's all right, Dad. You're doing great. I stagger to my feet, dragging them up with me and escort them to the door. Happy Christmas, sir. And the same to you. And when we come back outside, the sun is setting over the strip mall, gilding the windows of the ugly bunkers and making them momentarily beautiful. There's no one around, 
just a few fierce-looking little seagulls with bright red eyes swooping down on the trash bins. We head back downtown and Ollie's tired, so I stick him on the board and Jules and I take turns pushing him. Sometimes we make it wiggle on purpose just to hear his excited little whoops of glee. The snow globe with the angel makes a bulge in my side pocket. Sorry about the budget Christmas, kids. Things have been a bit tight, but I'll make up for it next year. Juliet screws up her nose. Don't be dumb, Dad. It's not about the money. It's the thought that counts. Who told you that rubbish? You did. And just as well, because I only bought you a new can opener. No, I mean it. Next year, I, w I want to buy you both a board so we can all ride together. We can be a team. We are a team. No, a real team, doing tricks. You can teach us all you know. That will take a lifetime, I say with satisfaction. I glance in the windows of the former Paper Plus and see our reflection. Three kings bearing gifts in our hoodies and baggy shorts. I put my arms around both their shoulders. What shall we call ourselves? How about the A-Team? The dogs of K-Town? We could be the Transformers. We can sign up for New Zealand's Got Talent. That's dumb. Well, the X-Factor then. That's even dumber. When we come to the corner, Juliet slips her hand in mine. Don't worry about Dion, Dad. We don't think you're a loser. We think you're a cool dad, don't we, Ollie? Yeah, and I get to watch my movie first. As we turn into my street, I dare to look back over my shoulder, half expecting the wave to be there, curled up, ready to pounce. I am pleasantly surprised to see that the street is empty and the sky is filled with a delicate pattern of golden mottled fish-scale clouds shimmering a bit like tinsel on the distant horizon. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Hulu.